Welcome to the podcast, Earning Admission, with your host, Greg Kaplan, preparing teens for college, life, and career by helping them craft their bright future. This podcast series is for parents who feel lost and scared in the admission process and are looking for expert advice on how to prepare their kids with less stress. Greg is the author of the best-selling book, Earning Admission, available on Amazon and also at earningadmission.com, as well as the new free prep app artists available on iTunes and Google Play with weekly prompts specific to your students' goals. Learn more at artistscollege.com. Welcome, listener. This is the Earning Admission Podcast, and I am your host, Greg Kaplan. This is our monthly feature called The Stories of the Extraordinary, where we're going to highlight real high school students who've worked hard to develop their passion and earn admission into their dream school. I'm really excited today to announce that I'm joined with uh, Natasha Robinand, who is a student that I've gotten to know pretty closely over the last couple of years. And I don't even want to kind of really speak about her journey because it's so incredible. I'm going to let her do most of the talking today. But I'm just really excited to introduce you, Natasha, to the Earning Mission podcast. So welcome, Natasha, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Natasha, why don't you tell some of the listeners today um, a little about yourself? So um, I'm a senior in high school, um, and I've always had this passion surrounding gender equality, but um, also technology. Um, and over the past couple of years, I've kind of found a way in order to integrate both of those passions into helping those around me in my community, both locally and globally. Um, and that's kind of where I come from in terms of a student and as a scholar and as someone who just wants to use their passion to do good. That's awesome. So let's take a step back. Natasha, so you're a senior, and you, uh, which high school do you attend? I attend Northwood High School in Irvine, California. Okay, and so Irvine, is that a, you know, it's a pretty academic, like very focused community, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go to a public school that has about 2,500 students, Um, and I would say we're very academically focused in that sense. Awesome, and how have you... Well, I mean, how have you acted on that, this passion that you have for gender equality and representation in STEM fields? So um, I actually wrote a book called Girls with Dreams. Um, and essentially the book is a compilation of personal anecdotes and interviews with top level executives in the technical field um, about this gender gap in technology. Only about 29% of all engineers are women. And in a world that's becoming increasingly reliant on technology and technical products, it's really important that we have women engineers um, innovating on the front lines as well. Um, And so this book was kind of a fruit of my passion um, when it comes to writing, sociology, technology, and gender equality. And it was a way for me to make an impact um, in that sort of sense and also get the word out on an issue that I care a lot about. So you... Like you said, you care a ton about uh, gender equality, and you took it upon yourself to write uh, a book that's over 200 pages on your own mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. What, how did you come up with this idea? Um, well, it was, uh, there was input from a lot of different sources, um, and uh, there was definitely a lot of mentorship, um, definitely from Greg. Um, and uh, definitely from the people around me. Um, And it was because of that guidance that I was able to kind of have the willpower, but also the direction and drive in order to accomplish this. What would you say to um, 
to the listener here who's either a parent who's trying to navigate this process for like help their child navigate this process or if the listener is a is a student so someone who is may have been in your shoes two years ago uh what um what what advice would you give them about like if they have a, an idea or a dream which i mean your dream was to write the book um just so the audience knows when, when i met natasha it was right at the beginning of your junior year and you actually came to me with this idea that you wanted to write a book. Um, what would your advice be to someone who has this idea of like, I want to really, you know, dream big? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say the most important thing is focus. Um, it's very easy to come up with an idea, but what's hard is the execution. And I think um, in terms of executing an idea like that, it's very important to have a plan. And I think that was something that was very helpful from the get-go was being organized and having that focus and having that drive. And that uh, is the result of a lot of planning and organization and things like that. So that would probably be my first step of advice. Okay, so you came with a plan, you, you came with an idea and we developed a plan other mm -hmm. to kind of you know write this book and how long did it take you to write it um on and off it took me about six months okay so six months and was it a struggle to balance writing a a book with um coursework and other extracurricular activities uh, I would definitely say uh, it required a little bit of thought. Um, you know, writing a book um, and compiling that much research is definitely a difficult task. Um, and for me, it was definitely um, a matter of being able to balance all those things at once. And I think what was important for me was time management and prior uh, prioritization of things. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, it was definitely doable in terms of the way that I was able to manage my time. So cool. And so for, for you, the listener today, um, what, what Natasha is really saying is, is that, you know, you can do anything you want in this process and make the most of it. Um, yes, she took a lot of AP classes. Yes, she was on academic decathlon. Uh, yes, she had internships in high school, but this was your dream and you were able to do it simply by kind of, um, you know, prioritizing and kind of having a plan. So you published this book uh, your junior year. Was it Ellen of junior year? It was January, January of 2019. Yeah. Um, that's or 2018, right. and, sorry. And so you publish a book, you self-published on Amazon. Uh, and then since then, so you put yourself out there. Um, can you share with, um, you know, the listeners who, who maybe, you know, listening today being like, wow, like already a rock star. Um, <laughs> what else, um, how was it received? Like by, by, I guess say like both, you know, local, nationally, abroad, like um, how have you, uh, like how have people responded to you being a 16 year old author? You know, it was it was definitely a really warm reception, and I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, it and the book itself definitely opened a lot of doors for me, advocacy wise. Um, from there, I was able to do a lot of speaking engagements. I was uh, given the opportunity to be a keynote speaker at IBM's global conference in Orlando this past year, um, speaking about you know the role of women in technology um, from the perspective of someone young. Um, I was able to find my own nonprofit in order to connect young women across the country to opportunities in technology. And I think what this book did was kind of uh, give me that first step into this world and kind of give me credibility in terms of the fact that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this area and I can give a different perspective as a 16 year old author um, on a really important issue. Incredible. 
Now, along the way, have you had to, as you've gone to these conferences and you've, you know, promoted your book, um, have you also done um, work with students uh, or like how, how, how is this tied in? A lot of folks are very curious how community service can be tied into like uh, passion building. It's something that I talk a lot about with my co-host Becky. How did you, you know, expand just being an author into call it like an applicant? Mm -hmm. into an applicant yeah so okay. how, did, how did you so you wrote this book which was mm -hmm. really well received um you you've met facebook executives you've met u.s senators you you then but i mean th this would i would say is definitely building your brand but there came a point where you had to kind of address things that you are doing to build your brand that also overlap with the college admissions process mm -hmm. there are other things that you did beyond being an author to kind of show how your passion for equality could like actually be used, like how, how you could apply it uh, on the ground? Um, well, I think in terms of, you know, the application process, um, I think one of the most important things for me was um, kind of making myself seem to be someone who's really passionate about this field, but someone who can also contribute to whatever community I end up at. Um, one of the things that was really important for me throughout this process was to stay authentic to myself. And uh, one thing that was really important to me was pursuing things uh, because I was passionate about them. And gender equality and technology is something that I'm definitely very passionate about. So when it came to at least the application process, um, in, in terms of the things that overlapped, I think something that um, I thought very useful was the fact that um, I had sort of built a brand by then of someone who did see themselves as a public servant and someone who wanted to use their education for good. Um, and I think that was kind of the most important theme running through a lot of my college applications was the fact that I demonstrated interest in terms of serving a community. Um, and uh, that's exactly what I intend to do with my education in the future. So Natasha, we are recording this in April of 2019 it is less than you know 10 days since the admissions decisions have been sent out to all the seniors can you share with uh the listeners today um some of the schools that you've been admitted to mm -hmm. well um some of the schools i've been admitted to um include yale um uc berkeley um the university of pennsylvania um ucla and the university of southern california now I'm just gonna pause for a second. Uh, uh, folks, uh, lightning struck um, multiple times with uh, Natasha here. And I think that this is such a testament to things that she just touched on in her, um, in explaining like why she did this. One was authenticity and two is brand building. Um, Natasha wrote this book and had this idea for this book because this was something that really matters to her and she acted on it and she dedicated her time uh, to this. And as someone who's also written a book, like there are times when, you know, Natasha, wouldn't you say that you'd rather be doing something else? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> editing or editing or editing again. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and I think a lot of it just came down to, you know, having that dream and having that goal and that vision and really putting in all the effort that was needed to make it happen. And you, the listener, whether it's yourself or your child, can create a very compelling college application by doing something authentic. And that is the key when it comes to success. Um, 
a lot of times, you know, it, it, it sometimes sounds cliche, but I think it sounds cliche for a reason because it's true is that if you, if you put your heart in something, the success will follow. Natasha wrote this book because she had a story to tell and it's something that meant a heck of a lot to her. And she was able to create a college application around this story that she was going to tell regardless whether you were going to college or not. Um, and I think that is something that we can really learn from Natasha um, and, the, and the success that she's had in this process is that she just stayed true to herself. And that, I think, as a college counselor, not just someone that worked with Natasha, but I think that's kind of the thing that I really want to highlight today is that if you stay true to yourself, um, that really great things can happen. And um, you, so you've done this, you're, you're right now debating between Yale, Berkeley, Penn, USC, some fantastic schools. Where do you, self, where do you see yourself going uh, from here? Um, honestly, uh, it's kind of coming down to Yale or UC Berkeley um, for me. Um, I want to work in um, computer science, but I also have other interests in political science and sociology um, and things of the like. So it's really going to come down to which school is the better fit for me. Um, and I think uh, I'm going to use a bit more time to deliberate and revisit schools and then kind of make my decision from there. And beyond college, uh, where do you where, where do you see next steps, like the long term for you? Um, I definitely want to go into mission driven work. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what that mission is, but I know I want to end up using technology in some shape or form in order to do good. And I'm really attracted to those fields of service in particular. Was do you think that that was the same answer you'd have given before you wrote this book? I, I definitely think so, because I think this has been sort of a long running passion for me. And it's something that, you know, I um, felt before this book, during the writing of this book, after the book, and, you know, definitely after graduation, college and career in general. Nice. How is this book, how is writing this book uh, and applying to college changed the way you see the world or the way you see yourself or the way you think about things? I think um, applying to college, it was definitely a very um, difficult process, um, very confusing, but I think one of the things I did learn from it was the importance of that authenticity um, and the importance of having a passion, um, doing something about it, and then being able to convey why that's important. Um, and I think building those skills was something that I learned throughout this process and something that I will use in the future. So cool. Nothing to be scared about, right? Just dive, embrace no. <laughs> it. <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. What would you tell yourself? Um, I've asked you what you would tell um, other maybe parents of fourteen or fifteen year olds, or um, you know, folks that are going through this, whether the parents or students themselves. What would you uh, tell yourself? Like you've you've accomplished everything you've wanted to in this, uh, I believe Yale was your top choice going into this. Mm -hmm. um, what would you tell yourself? Like, what, what, what would you do differently? Well, um, I don't have a lot of regrets throughout this process. There were, there were some rejections, there were some wait lists. It wasn't all um, rainbows and butterflies. But I think at the end of the day, um, if I could go back and tell myself, it would just be pretty much the same. I think I don't really have any major regrets throughout this process. And I think um, just due to the guidance and mentorship of the people around me, it's, it's, been, it's been a good ride. 
Um, and if anything, I think uh, my only regret is not doing more. Um, I wish I used more of my time to do more things. And that's something that I will keep in mind going forward. And when you say more of your time to do more things, more, are we talking more things at school or more of your passion projects? Probably more of my passion projects. Um, I feel like, you know, there's always, um, there's always more to do. Um, and uh, I feel like I could have utilized, you know, bits and pieces of time to do certain other things. But, um, you know, at the end of this process, I'm generally very happy with the outcome. As you should be. It's um, what you've accomplished at such a young age is remarkable. Um, the fact that you present to investor conferences for some of the largest tech companies in the world. Um, you know, folks, uh, when I met Natasha, this was something that she was doing out of, you know, her bedroom late at night um, after homework, after getting home from, you know, school and activities. And um, part of the reason I've asked Natasha, you know, to come on today and talk to you, the listener, is that um, I think it's living proof that if we adopt an authentic and brand building approach to this process that's driven by passion is that you not only can stand on our admission, but um, you can actually effectuate change. And let's remember that that's what college admissions officers are looking for. But more importantly, um, I think regardless of where Natasha has been admitted to and where she decides to attend, uh, she's really taken a, an amazing leap, not just a step, but a leap uh, into building her brand. I think when she, when we think of the idea of being, you know, a change maker, uh, mission driven work in the tech field, um, you're, you're, you're on your way. You've already done that. And I, I just think it's, it's remarkable to see what you've accomplished. And I think the most remarkable thing is, is to recognize like what's to come. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, as with always, um, I'm really looking forward to all the opportunities to come. Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Natasha, and best of luck. My pleasure. Not only uh, with a tough decision to make, but uh, we're, we're really excited to see what comes next. So uh, thank, you. thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of uh, the podcast today. And folks, um, Natasha, why don't you just um, give us a shout out for uh, your book in case anyone wants to check it out and your website. Uh, so my book is called Girls with Dreams. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, and my website is just www.natasharavanand.com. Wonderful. Perfect. Uh, such an awesome uh, story, your story and Thank your you. book is uh, truly fantastic. The, um, the insights that it provides about um, how, uh, you know, disparate outcomes uh, with gender representation in tech start from such an early age. For anyone who's interested in the topic, um, I think it's such an amazing primer and the insight looking ahead is exactly what we need in society for, for you know, for tackling um, some pretty pervasive problems. So, um, Natasha, thank you for being on the show and also thank you for everything that you do for uh, everyone Thank else. you so much. Thank you.